I'm Holly. I'm Emily. I'm Deanna. And this is Confessions of a Farm Wife. Welcome back to Confessions of a Farm Wife Part 2. It's been so long since we've been able to see each other that we're finally catching up. But before we get back to catching up, we have a special in-kitchen guest here with us today. We have the calving expert of Wable Family Farms here. Joe has come in for the day. Joe, this is like, what, the first 60-degree day? I mean, it's a little muddy out there, but that's okay, right? Well, it's better than it has been basically all spring, that's for sure. But it's a pleasure to be here with you ladies. I feel like a thorn amongst the roses for sure. <laughs> this must be what it's like to be a uh, guest on The View, I think. <laughs> we are not as big a jerks as The View is. I mean, we'll at least share the banana bread with you. <laughs> he doesn't oh, like great. it. It's got chocolate right. chips in it. Oh, you can pick <laughs> those out. it's true we'll talk about calving because you know we can tell it from well not me we don't have calves but you know emily and holly but i do kind of you know in the middle of august when i'm helping fix an irrigation in the middle of a popcorn field then maybe it'll be kind of similar but you know just this has been a really long winter for you well, and, and calving is a season I've always said that you will make you wish you could would never do anything else but that for your whole life, and the very next day I wish you'd never do it again a day <laughs> of your life. So it can go. It's uh, it's the fruit of your labor. It's the it's the culmination of all the decisions you've made over the years, and you've got uh, you know one chance to get that calf going and alive and and uh, some days it's a lot easier than others a day like today one can lay down and have a calf and it'll be totally fine but you get a couple weeks ago when it was five below zero and all of a sudden everything you've got to, you've got to see everything every few hours or you're going to have a dead calf is that what you were doing when you were out in the pasture just now was that a new calf or was that just a well, the, days old? no there was one one new one uh out there and he'd you know, nice morning. He'd been up. He'd nursed. Mama was paying attention to him and put a tag in his ear and give him some some uh, vitamins and uh, a little bit of a, a vaccine, and off he goes. And that, that that's life is easy. But again, two weeks ago, especially <laughs> that's on the, the way it's that's the way it's supposed <laughs> that's the way it's supposed to work. But a couple of weeks ago on a Thursday was one of those days that you never want to see. Every single one was a problem. Uh, you know. Uh, the the process is simple the calf is you want the calf to be born on its own it's supposed to get licked off by mama and dried off and up and nurse and life is good from there forward but come out head first well that's right ideally that's right i had one the other day that i had to deliver which is always an interesting conversation with any of our non-farm friends they are totally befuddled <laughs> of of all of the hats that you wear a veterinarian and nutritionist and and uh, the girls in the beauty salon laughing. Oh, I get the girls in the beauty salon going, and that's right. I get them, get them tickled a little bit. And that's bit, right. He gets his hair cut at a beauty salon. <laughs> it looks nice. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> so, so from my perspective, I've never had livestock. Braden didn't have livestock, so I don't, you know, calving season, you can't really... You can prepare and you can plan. Like obviously, you can you can make sure you want the cows to breed maybe later. You know you can you can determine that. But is it just like a growing season with crops? You just never know what curveballs are going to be thrown. Can you really actually truly prepare for it? I guess is what I'm saying. Well, you can have all the preparations in the world, but when you get curveballs like what this spring has been, you that all your plans go out the out the window. When you turn turn those bulls in in June, you're expecting that the 
uh, first week of March is going to be like what it is today instead of what it's been like the last two weeks. Right. Uh, exactly. That's right. I mean, your your ponds and the little pastures where you like to calve are all going to be thawed out so they can drink. My, I mean, everything has been off kilter for me because I had to have cows where they've got running water, and that was still out in the cornfield. Uh, because I couldn't bring them in because the lakes were still frozen. And not only is that a problem for cows drinking water, but you don't want baby calves getting out on a pond or a lake when it still froze over. Uh, and so that becomes a problem. But you make all those pl- you make all those plans in back in June with the idea that everything's going to be right now. And it, it, this year, just everything piled upon itself. I mean, I had lots that I never could get cleaned because the manure couldn't get hauled because it was too much snow or it was everything was frozen and uh, you know all those lots didn't get didn't get ready and I my calving barn was more like the roach motel I could keep moving them in but I could never move them out there was just there was there was nowhere to go there was nowhere to go with them and and uh, it was crowd it was uh, no room at the end so to speak so I had to really create some uh, I do some I did a lot of things this year I've never done before I had I had sheds bedded down and cleaned out and calves cows in there and I just have to go check them every three or four hours almost all the time we because don't have calf cams. well we don't have enough calf cams in the world to cover all the places <laughs> I was trying to calve this time and if you had a problem you had to load her up and bring her home but for knock on wood I have not had our problems were all of cows that calved way earlier than they were supposed to we they, cows were due to calve March 8th and we had our trip to San Antonio on the 26th 26th, 7th, and 8th of February. Right. So I thought everything would wait till we got home. Well, uh, we use we you know we use all the information available to us with uh, the genetics and the EPDs and the data on the bulls that we use with their low birth weight bulls. So that means they usually calve a little earlier. So I was expecting to have calves start and come in March one, and that would have been fine if they wouldn't waited till March eighth when their due dates were. It would have been even better. But uh, when you had calves born you know, two weeks to two and a half weeks earlier than their actual due dates, those are the ones that slip by in where problems happen. But We uh, got off the plane and your phone rang. Yeah, my phone was ringing the minute we got off the plane of uh, one that had calved out. My landlord and our neighbor, fortunately, had got it to the barn, but uh, it needed some milk and mama wasn't very cooperative and my uh, landlord, 78 years old, he didn't want to mess with it and said, when you're going to be home, come get this calf fed. And that's what we did. So it's, but it's, it's a challenge, but uh, again, it's fulfilling when you see the results of your labor, uh, you know, breeding decisions that happen over multiple generations you know, I've got eight or nine years worth of breeding decisions made into the calves that come right now. And you just hope that those things all pay off. And, and, uh, when it's easy, life is good, but when it's a pain in the butt, it's a pain in the butt. And this winter's been a pain in the butt. Well, that's absolutely true, and uh, <laughs> it's and, and and it's just and it's not over yet. I mean, there's still a lot of work to do now that we usually would have done in the first half of February, and and uh, you know that that it's gonna it, it's this is gonna have a long tail, so to speak. It's gonna there's uh, you know we've got put cows in places okay. that we've we've got we've got cows in places that they wouldn't normally be, and that's right. gonna affect how the how quickly the grass is gonna be ready, and and uh, you just. Uh, there's so, lots going on. Do you think they're going to have many calves with short ears, oh, short uh, tails? Oh yeah, you know that already because they're already they're already showing up. I've got uh, three or four that poor things are just they're just curled up and short. They look oh. like a little uh, uh, chinchilla. That's what this. <laughs> I saw a picture, my first picture ever of a chinchilla. Why and that's were what we it, looking? We were 
know. Somebody has one. My brother's oh, sister-in-law has right. a chinchilla <laughs> in an apartment where she's not supposed to, but that's okay. We wanted to see what it looked like. But anyway, has little short round ears <laughs> like a bear, like a little bear, and that's what these calves' ears look like. But poor things, at least you know they can get by with short ears. But right. one of them, it's it's amazing how. I said, you, you've got to find them. You've got to get them in. I found three different ones that I had serious doubts on whether they would make it or not. But they came in the basement hotel here. And that one day, it was like I said, it's like a seedy hotel where they pay by the hour because the calves were coming in for a couple hours and then going back out. And, and uh, that one day, we had four different calves in here at different times throughout the day. But get a couple hours of warming up and get some warm milk in their belly and uh, get them back with mama and hope that she's happy Maybe with that. Maybe swear at them a little bit once in a while. Oh, that one day I was so aggravated. <laughs> I was had all kinds of uh, obscenities spewing forth from the basement. And anyway, that was... Cover your ears, children. <laughs> <laughs> Some days it doesn't bring out the best in you, that's for sure. My dad was going to come up this last weekend and end up getting sick, and he didn't, but John and I were talking about it, and... And, you know, get in the basement. We've got a little bathroom downstairs yeah. and bed and stuff. Where I'm like, oh, i got to get that cleaned up. And John's like, oh, yeah, there's still straw in the shower. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right Oh, That means there's probably other things in the shower. So. <laughs> yeah, I went down to open up our basement. I don't think it's been quite clean. Well, before. our basement is not uh, yeah. inhabitable necessarily, but it's just kind our of Our Christmas a, decorations are down Well, there. maybe so, but it's just an old cellar-type basement. Right. And, not uh, a wine cellar either. And, yeah, it's got, it's got some pretty uh, soiled towels and blankets and stuff like that from baby calf stuff and uh, whatnot that's on there. The funny thing about the funny thing about cat the calving season is you get a feel for the type of mothers that the cows are and that varies greatly. I had two cows and the most aggravating thing ever in during calving season is to sort off a load of heavy cows to take to the calving barn and then half a day later have two that you just turned out the gate and go and have calves. And that's exactly what happened to me. Uh, the other day, and these two cows went out. One of them went and laid down. She had a nice place where the snow was clear off of there, laid down. Her calf jumped right up, nursed, no problem. The other cow went clear to the far corner of the pasture, laid down in the deepest snow drift, and had her calf. And of course, he was chilled and he couldn't get up and everything. So I went into, in with the ranger to go put the calf in the back. Usually, the cows follow right up behind, put them in the pen to get them ready to take to the calving barn. But nope, she ran to the other corner of the pasture. So I put the calf in the basement all night long and uh, got some milk in his belly. Took him down to the barn the next morning, and of course, then the calf smells like the basement and not like what, right. she, uh, not like she, not like the calf that she left behind. Caroline ended up with a bottle calf. Yeah. So that's anyway, we took, really? uh, we took. Aww. And John was in new mo- no mood for it. Cow went straight to Fairview. Yeah. <laughs> Caroline got a calf. <laughs> well, I might have had just a little more patience than John that day because I took this, I took this cow down there. And uh, and I'd had no project. Pro- I have got project pens. These are the ones that won't nurse or whatever. They're things that needs extra special attention. So she was in a project pen. I had a pair of twins. I had another one that was had a one that was just kind of slow and weak. But uh, anyway, this cow did not want to have that calf. She kind of kicked her leg to keep her off from nursing. So I had to put her in the chute three different times, three times a day, so that calf could nurse. That's and just I'd- annoying. That's very annoying, and it's, it takes a lot of time that you don't have during this time that's of year. That's a nice word for it. Yes, yes, that's right. So finally, that calf learned that he could nurse from between her legs behind and not get kicked and do just fine. And after about a week, that cow finally quit kicking, and she's fine. She took her calf, and off they go. Do you have one of those calf carriers, you know, that you put on the back of, like ours is on the back of the ranger, and the calf across it, and then you can... Take him away, and the cow. Need, John says oh. he could. He could. Cow would follow him all the way down. <laughs> he had the calf sitting up yeah. there. I need oh. to get one of those. Frankly, and I've seen those. I usually just put them in the back 
and with the tailgate down, I'll let the cow come right up and smell it. And usually that works great, uh, no problem. Yeah. My calf carrier are these two arms and uh, right. and uh, brute, brute. Yeah, really girls. Nice. <laughs> and he had Nathan out there. Oh, it was last weekend. Nathan was driving the Ranger. John was running the calf, put him on. They took off. Nathan yep. was like. Large and in charge. Yeah. <laughs> An even cooler thing that I'd like to get, as I saw a video of it, is something that ta- it's a cage that attaches right to the side of your side by side, and you it's got a little about a three foot gate on a hinge in front of it. It's probably I don't know four or five feet wide, and you run up right beside the calf, drop that gate, get out your side door, do all you need to with that calf, and the cow can't get to you. Then you get back in the driver's seat, flip the gate up, and back out, and off you go. That would be nice. That would be nice, except it would not work on the strip mine pasture places that most of my cows like to have calves. Those are Farmer Joe's endorsements. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you figure out that you'd like to have, usually during calving season. And my wife insists that if I'm, in fact, doing this next year, that I will have a calf cam because she's tired of hearing how much I wish I did have one. I'm Uh, so tired. It's so cold. If only I had a calf cam. Well, when we're calving. Not that much. when you really yeah. When we're calving the purebred, when, yeah. when we're calving the purebreds and the first calf heifers in February, you almost, I mean, it's it's a small enough group that you have a good handle on it, and you can put them in a place where the camera can see them always, so you don't right have now, to get out not it. So much. Right? Yeah. Now you could ha- you'd have to have a, and that's maybe another use for drones. I've uh, seen that. I can see. I could sit in my living room chair and fire <laughs> up my drone and and go check you the pastures and. Scott in. There you go. Any, anybody who can run a drone, uh, this might, that might be a, you could use that for scouting your fields in the summertime and scouting your cows there in the fall mm-hmm. or in the spring. We'll have to Google the price of a drone. <laughs> Some I days I feel like a drone. <laughs> well, Joe, thanks for sharing. And we hope that it gets better. Oh, I'm sure it is. You know, spring, it's, it's getting a little nicer all the time, and the cold blasts are lasting a little shorter. So thank you for allowing me to be, I believe, your first ever in, guest. in-house first guest. guest. So and I we, feel very honored. People ask, to be honest. Oh, it's well, true. I tell you, that, i got to give a shout-out to uh, my guy who grinds my hay for me. He uh, <laughs> listens to your podcast Doug and Earp. reads your blog, Doug Earp from Monmouth. <laughs> so if he's listening to this, a uh, shout-out to Doug. This. We've already got shout-outs. Okay, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been a long winter. It has been a long winter. I was just talking with a cattle guy this morning and how, you know, it sounds silly to say, but it's like the cows are irritable too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we don't want to birth easy. Right. We too are grouchy. <laughs> we're done with it. And, you know, we've had, John just said this morning, just before I left to come over here, he lost a calf last night. You know, <sighs> some heifers, you know, um, Bread heifers that we had bought last year and lost another calf last night. And it wasn't even so much the cold, but just a crazy, the calf was born with a sack over its head and the heifer didn't do anything about it and the calf died. And he said, you know, it's just disheartening. You know, you can just yeah. see it in his face before he said anything. I knew, you know, something had died. And um, he said, you know, we probably lost more calves this year than we have the last three years combined. You know, Joe feels that way too. He, just weird stuff. Yes, Joe had cold, one, but just weird stuff too. Had one born too close to a creek? I mean, in a, in a, I want to say a normal year, maybe it could have gotten its footing better, but it was slick because of snow, you know? I mean, just yeah. crazy stuff. And I said to him on, I think it was Saturday, because Saturday was a really nice day. Yes. And um, we have had calves in our basement like crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a pen pal with Illinois Farm Families, and she's like, you have a what in the what? <laughs> you know? um, but, you know, he's mixing up bottles. He's coming in. just kind of hysterical. 
And Saturday, he was very enjoyable. Like, I mean, we were just, he just kept kind of coming in and out. Oh, I had seven cats today. I'm like, yes. you did? Where are they? He's like, well, they're where they're supposed to be because today is a normal day. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's true. <laughs> that was good that came, though, Saturday. Sunday, oh, the Sunday weather changed. Awful. We had a bunch of cats Sunday, and I don't awesome. know if it was just because of the barometer changing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you came home from San Antonio, and we're feeling great, and then the cold weather hit you, and there were calves in your basement again, right? Oh, yes. Calves, calves, calves in our basement. We just kept getting them, like, they were born, and it was just so cold, you know? Yeah. And, and we had, it was uh, new ones. Is that, that's heifers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I still have first calf ever. I still have to ask. And, like, one of them didn't get, they had to lick them and get them all, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, so it was just wet and we have luckily a like a pet porter um, and kind of a fenced-in area for our dog. If it gets really really cold, we put him down there. Mm-hmm. So Joe would put him in there. And the funny thing is, is that a couple of them were not going to right. live, unfortunately. And you know they weren't making any noise. But then when the, you get the one that gets kind of frisky, you know, you're that. Time to go outside. I know. And Jack is just like, "What's that? Like, why is that as awesome? Let's go down there and take care of that thing." And so, yeah, it's just been so, it's not normal. This yeah. is, I mean, they just, it was like a rotating schedule. I mean, Joe would get one out, and then he'd bring one back in, and then we'd have the big bottle, and then we'd be cooking stuff up. And why do you make yours on the stove? You're... <laughs> <laughs> that was frozen colostrum okay. that we had gotten from a local dairy farmer. That's what Joe he said. He would bag up, and we had like three of those ginormous gallon bags mm-hmm. of it in the mm-hmm. freezer downstairs, okay. which... It's great, but you can't microwave it. Oh. It kills the microwaving. It oh. kills something that's uh-huh. good in it. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's my very technical. Well, that was answer. the day that um, <laughs> Joe said, as I came, I came in. I had run like five miles that morning before the kids got on the bus. I'm sitting here making their lunches and their whatever, you know, breakfast. He's in there cooking up a bottle, and he's like, you know. Holly Spangler would have this ready on the stove for John. <laughs> that night, we're at the Farm King, because that's what we do on a Friday night. The Woo! kids are surrounding the bunnies, strategically put at the very front, and Anna turns to me, she goes, you know, Holly Spangler bought her kids a bunny. I'm like, that Holly Spangler. Oh. It's like Seinfeld. It was. Friend. You're turning into Newman. I know. <laughs> I Facebooked her, and we got like 15 Spangler. likes or something on that, that <laughs> one post just to you. It was hilarious. But I was just like, yeah, that Holly Spangler probably good. Dang it. Yeah. Probably could your kids breakfast I'll just throw out the lucky charms too (laughs) well the backstory on the rabbits is that my kids only got rabbits because they caught them at the rabbit scramble at the fair and they only got entered into the rabbit scramble at the fair because it was 100 degrees out and we were weak bad judgment yes (laughs) bad judgment is why that happened so tell Anna wait until it's hot out (laughs) wait wait until you sense weakness she needs to learn from Jenna (laughs) Jenna can sniff it out Jenna's the master (laughs) But I will say, I discovered this year, and I kind of am ashamed that we've been at this this long, and I just figured out. But, you know, when you put that colostrum on the stove to, like, defrost, mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. in low temperatures, and you get all these chunks, and it's kind of nasty, quite mm-hmm. frankly. It kind of icks mm-hmm. me out. But do you have an immersion blender? One of those, like, stick blender things no, that you I can don't. down in there? That's what I should It get, blends but... it all up, and it's nice and creamy and all, you know, smooth, nice. like not chunky and gross. Yeah. Okay. That's the way to go. I think I'll just stick to Joe making it. Or that. And I'll just curse you every time he says, no, Holly. And somebody told me, and I don't know if they were making, it was somebody commented on that, mm-hmm. that they were make like they had a separate blender in the mudroom or whatever that they just used the for mudroom. mixing. I know, right? There's a mudroom that's at work. 
<laughs> for mixing bottles. And I don't know if they were doing powder. You know what I mean? Like mixing up powdered milk. I don't know. Oh, a mudroom like that. That's a hard. You're right. That's mm-hmm. a hardworking mudroom. Yeah. That's real life. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. probably actual mud in that mudroom. I think we need to talk about, like, have a mudroom contest maybe on one of your blogs where farm wives send in their mudrooms in real life. Like, yes. we want to see the real Not life real people. Simple. Real life. We want to know how functional yeah. your mudrooms Not, are and how they're Martha working. Stewart no. Oh. I mean, if it is supposed to look like Mar- Martha Stewart, like you had good intentions, but <laughs> there's mud and poop and whatever in there, that's okay. I was laughing because one day, it was the day that Amelia was sick, and I was just kind of taking pictures. It was funny. I took, like, a photo journal of her, like, yes. asleep, a Clorox wipes, coffee, and a barf bucket, maybe, or something. <laughs> anyway. But then I was looking around my um, back mud area, and um, I was like, okay, I would love a cleaning lady. Like, that would just be a, just a, a, a luxury that we cannot afford right now, but, you know, if time changes, okay. we will. Someday, I'm going to grow up and be a big girl and whatever. <laughs> But I don't think she would want to come back because we had like a huge nipple next to the sink. And then we had some sort of chainy thing drying, dripping down in the shower. And then we had a whole thing of syringes. I mean, they would think we were like drug dealers and right. lactation consultants and possibly dominatrix or something with all those chains. But I was just like, okay, reasons number three, one, two, and three, why the cleaning lady wouldn't run screaming. And then like, not to mention like the, the chaff that comes out oh, from, yeah. the, and then the feed funky smell. Oh, and yeah. Joe sets his gloves on the register to dry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a funky smell. Yes, it is. Like, that is not a good smell. No. Oh, no. Those gloves have been places. Yes. Too many places. Oh, <laughs> when the big green OB gloves come in that go up to... Okay, Joe's really good friends in Pittsfield. <laughs> he had a funny Facebook post, and it was... Uh, happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for the new wedding ring. Sorry, I won't be going back in that cow to get it. Because yes. evidently he had oh, gone it, yeah, with oh, Smithers's. No. Yes. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. And Not ew. the first time it's happened, though. No, but I, Joe never wears his wedding ring. Does John wear his? Pigs. No. Yeah. Like, Only ever? Does Sunday. he put it on? Yeah. Okay. He's pretty good about, you know, if we go someplace or... Although, the joke was, when we, I think when we had Nathan, he forgot to put it on. <laughs> and we were like, oh, they're going to think we're an unwed couple. And the lady was like, are you kidding me? You guys are like the... Most rarity. <laughs> yeah, like you both have a child at home that's both of yours that you had together. You're actually married and you're having a child together that's both of yours. I'm like, wow. Okay. Well. I know. I have to remind Joe not to pick up chicks, but on your wedding ring. <laughs> yeah. But they just complimented him at the um, voting place, the polling place uh, in Yates City, which is teeny weeny. You know, there's just a few people. Um, and uh, he took off his boots before he came in because he was so muddy. And yes. I was like, oh, he was probably really dirty. And she's like, no, he took off his boots before he came in. I'm like, oh, that. She's like, you taught him well. I'm like, that's really nice because, you know, you think of, yeah, bonus. Anyway. They're probably used to that, though. Hey, it's City. Right. <laughs> so many. You can always tell when the farmers have been through the subway in Manitou or the Farmington one because sometimes I go over there for lunch. Mm-hmm. You just follow the mud in and you're like, well, the farmers have been and gone. There they are. <laughs> And, you know, speaking of food, so, you know, we talk a lot about that. And, you know, it's been a long winter. So I've been, you know, searching my inner pioneer woman, trying to find things. Although, don't look at my refrigerator today because there's nothing. I just dread. Why do I dread the grocery store? I dread it. Because you go and so we just, we were kind of chatting about this before. You spend $200 on groceries and then you bring home a pizza. (laughs) You know, you just... (laughs) 
winter grass. And it's been such a long winter that it's not like we finally we grilled steaks on Saturday. We were like, mm-hmm. hallelujah, this is mm-hmm. another avenue to enjoy our our deep freeze. I mean, yes. how much roast can you have? Holy smokes. How much chili can you have? Yes. Apparently a lot. I, we can have a lot. <laughs> John, I moved into, though, hamburger soup and cheeseburger soup. Go yes. to Tasty Kitchen, and Pioneer Woman has two really good. Um, Ooh, good to know. And the hamburger soup is more brothy, whereas obviously the cheeseburger is cheesy. Mm-hmm. That Tasty Kitchen. Good. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a good taco soup recipe. Ooh. I love me a taco yes. soup. <laughs> I have to tell you about something that I went to. I went to... Okay, I'm going to get this wrong. It's a bag, tag, and freeze party. I've heard of those. Like prep, freeze, cook? Is it yeah. like that? Okay. Yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. So I went to this party, and I'm like, I don't really know what to uh-huh. expect. Uh-huh. And, okay, there's just the two of us. We don't have any kids yet. But on any given night, you know, I feed the guy who works for us because right. he's alone. Why the heck not? You bet. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. And sometimes we have an adopted 16-year-old son that helps on the farm. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. we're not really that cool anymore, though. So, you know, <laughs> he's in high school now. He's moved on to other things. So I'm like, you know, it was $150 for 13 meals for that would feed two. Or it was like 180 for 13 meals that feed five people. Wow. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to do the one that feeds five because even if it's just Brayden and I, we can eat leftovers. leftovers. Oh, sure. So you go and, you, you know, you're with all these other ladies and you're like, you're in someone's house. Mm-hmm. Like you would host it mm-hmm. and you just stand around the table and the lady that runs this, all of the meat comes from a local butcher shop. So it's local farmers. Mm-hmm. And it's already prepackaged, and then you just follow so the recipes. It's not like a party where you're making stuff together. No, like you don't They're actually cook meals. it. They're freezer meals. So, like, there's raw chicken, and then, like, the ingredients, and then you have the recipe. And so then it's all in, like, a big gallon or two-gallon bag with, like, what it is and how That's to genius. make it. And then you've got it all ready to go. And is the freezer all ready to go. No, she's no. not the lady in Washington. She's out of Pekin. Okay. And I'm like, $180 for 13 That's meals awesome. that feed five people? I can't go to the grocery store and do that. Yeah. And I've done freezer meals. Like my good friend Kristen and I, right before I had our first, got together in her kitchen and we made, I mean, chicken pot pie, yes. enchiladas, everything. So my freezer would be stocked. We made double so she could have it. And it was great, but it was exhausting and a mess. It's exhausting. And it was a yes. mess, too, because you're rolling out a pie crust, and then you have to switch to enchiladas, and then you need to switch to, yes. you know, beef stew or whatever. Okay. And it, I hate to say that it was a mess because it was very nice, but, like, that's really smart because then it's in your bag, and then you just have to set it out to, yeah, to frost. To Is that right? Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, all the ingredients are there, so you don't you have to worry about... Well, it just depends on the meal. Like I've had, you know, crock pot meals. I've had stuff where you cook it on the stove. I've had a soup. Oh. Yeah. It just, you know, like you can pick from the menu what you want to do. Mm. And so I told Brayden, I'm like, well, you know, like we, we, you know, everyone cleans up, helps clean up you at bet. the end. But the kitchen's right. a mess because, yeah. I mean, you're like everyone is, you know. Like grease from browning on the hamburger sure. and stuff. And I just told Brayden, I'm like, well, once you get busy in the field, you don't use the shop as much. So I'll just clean that out and set up tables and then it can just be in the shop and then I can just hose it off. Good for Mm -hmm. you. So anyway, so maybe we'll have one of those once spring starts. But this was also very good because I was at a lot of meetings this winter and Brayden, you know, doesn't cook. 
But because it was right there and everything was there, he actually made some of them. Oh, that's good. Make it work. So supper was there, and he didn't. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he didn't have to go make an unhealthy choice. Right. We talked about that at our house. Yes. When I worked, Joe goes to my place in Yates City and doesn't make you know onion rings are really good there. You know, it's not like he's going to get a salad. Love bar food. Yes. But no, so, and they're, some of them are healthy, some of them maybe not so healthy, sure. but you know, like I picked a lot of casseroles and uh-huh. it's, you know, it's like comfort food in the winter. Your 13 meals? The, the person who hosts the party chooses the meals. Yes. And she brings the ingredients and yeah. you just put it together. Yep. That's cool. That yeah. Interesting. So then they're just in the freezer. Yeah. Nice. I know. It's semi brilliant. And no. you spend a Why day. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. We think about that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. But, no, and we talk about food, too. I've been drinking a lot of almond milk. Oh, really? Yes. I hear almond milk is very good. Well, I, when I was little, was lactose intolerant. Okay. And we're, you know, doing this high-protein thing right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And so I've been drinking almond milk. And I tried to have just cottage cheese, regular cottage cheese the other day. Yeah, yeah, it's tasting weird. So I don't know what's going on. Okay. I don't know. Food choices. Like, do you choose to drink milk? No. Okay. I've never been a milk drinker because no, I was so either. sick when I was little. Mm-hmm. I think so I just... Like cheese and ice cream, same thing? Cheese okay. and ice cream. I could eat cheese and ice cream. And I used to be able to eat cottage cheese mm. like it's but going out of style. drink a glass of milk. But no, I would never... Mm. We go through four gallons of milk at our... Have I ever told you this story? We go through four gallons of milk at our house a week <laughs> because Brayden probably drinks a gallon of milk a day, yes. And it's really embarrassing. I know. I think so you not too. A milk Me either. And it's really embarrassing when I go to the grocery store because I just am like, well, I'm not going to go and get milk twice a week. So I, I yeah. yeah. So I load my car and the lady, one time the lady was like, oh, big family. And I'm like, sure. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, actually, no, this is just for my husband, yeah. the milk drinker. He's got strong bones and teeth. <laughs> oh, I am not a dairy girl. I'm not either. I don't like cold cheese. I don't like, I like, cheese. like cold cheese. I have to Ugh. force myself to eat yogurt. Really? I don't like I can milk. live on cheese. I could live on cheese and ice cream. And I used to love cottage cheese, but it's been tasting weird. I don't know what the deal is. It's not bad. You put pepper on your cottage cheese? I do. Side conversation. Ew. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. It's good. I thought that was a southern thing, but maybe not. No, I like it. Do you put pepper, pepper on your um, cantaloupe? Yes. Yes. Salt on your watermelon? Yes. I do yes. do salt on my watermelon. <laughs> These are all things that my husband's like, no, no, and no. <laughs> uh, Brayden puts ketchup with everything. Oh. We ran out of ketchup. Oh, oh, we're also out of ketchup. Oh. It's the end of the world at our house. Yeah. You know, uh, my friend, my other, my friend Kristen, who we did the freezer meal, she's like, you know you're low when you yeah. have no spaghetti sauce. Like, you know, you're done. Like, Because, you know, that's like my last resort. Like, right. okay, I've got, I know I have noodles and sauce. Yes. Yeah. Nope. Nothing. We have maybe one half pot of a co- coffee left in our coffee <laughs> thing. And my husband's like, it is coffee day. You got to go get some. <laughs> Woohoo. So here we go. Oh, but then we talk about food. We talk about gluten intolerance, too. Yeah. That it's real. <laughs> yeah. It is real. It's not just a farce, maybe. I, I don't know. It's tempting to think, though, when you see, mm-hmm. you know, whatever... They Organic it- stuff, all natural stuff, gluten free, GMO free. Mm-hmm. It's just another thing mm-hmm. that people are coming up with. And I think maybe there are people who speculate about sure. their gluten free, gluten intolerance, whatever. But yet, it's there's a lot of people. It's real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would suspect if that was, you know, if I was in that boat, it would be nice to be able to 
know there's some options right. at the grocery store and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I know my friend who has a daughter who was um, allergic to dairy. Yes. It took her forever the first time she went to the grocery store because it's just hidden. Yes. And my sister-in-law's that way with her nut It's in a lot of things that you mm-hmm. don't really think about. Mm-hmm. I mean, weird things like. I, don't, I shouldn't even say this, but I mean, like maybe even like ketchup or something like that. Yeah, like and like cutting. I know things. that cutting boards that have cut the bread should not also cut the fruit for cross contamination. Really? If you're very severe, oh, you know, it's kind of strange. That. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I I tend to be shocker, a little snarky once in a while about gluten free because I think in a way it's it's another way to control your food and mm-hmm. to control how it's done and how it's whatever, and it kind of seems to be more out there now mm-hmm. but obviously I mean if you have an intolerance then yikes you don't want right. to especially if it's an allergy that could cause you mm-hmm. again we have visas with peanut allergies and it's it's bad yeah. yeah yeah and at first with when I didn't have anybody in my life with a peanut allergy I'm like okay really like yeah. come on yeah but I mean I eat peanut yeah. butter straight up so right. I would cry if one and of my I kids... actually like prayed for my kids that they would not have a food <laughs> allergy. allergic to mm-hmm. peanut butter and because it's just everywhere and it's, yeah when kids are allergic to it it's bad yeah you know? There's a little girl in Caroline's classroom who's like EpiPen allergic. Yeah. You know, that the teacher keeps that. And My nieces were at a wedding reception in like a lodge and there was maybe a rug that had some sort of the same type of allergens that they were allergic to and oh. they got on it and they got all welty and yes. they're like the throat closing mm-hmm. you're going down <laughs> modern family i love that show and it's when he they spill the juice on the white rug the strawberry juice and the lady is yelling the lady's in the back yelling at her restaurant screaming and they realize they spilled juice and they blame it on the kid and he's allergic to strawberries and she like rips the syringe with her teeth and is yelling and they're like oh no no forget it. it's okay <laughs> anyway they're that type of allergic yeah. side note well and i think we've read so many blogs where they talk about that gluten intolerance being the quote-unquote rich people's allergy yes i have heard that too i have heard that too and and i think that i don't know do you feel like our our food choices are so wide and we are so blessed to go to a market and i think you have a gluten-free section exactly (laughs) exactly that I mean, if you start to feel like your stomach feels kind of funny, do you go, oh, I could just do that? I mean, that's so easy to, right, to lean right, on that. Yeah. Like you were just saying, your stomach kind mm-hmm. of bothered you, and you brought up gluten. And, like, it would be easy to just, oh, we'll just try it. You know, mm-hmm. and how blessed are we to just go try it before we're diagnosed? I mean, right. you're, we're not walking for water. Right. Like, We've got options. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a, good, a good problem to have. I was asking, um, I've met a woman named Dawn Bone. She's on our... Um, College of Aces alum board, and she is, and I'm going to get this wrong, Don. So I'm going to apologize in advance. She's either like a food scientist, food nutritionist. Do you yes. know Deanna? She what is her specialty? Food science. She teaches food science human okay. nutrition classes. Okay, there we go. Yes. She's in that area. Is what I was trying to say. But <laughs> she, I was asking her. I'm like, you know, what's the deal with peanut allergies mm-hmm. and gluten, and why are we intolerant to everything? Mm-hmm. Is there actually something? You know, what do you think? Is there actually something changing in our food supply? Yeah. And she, we, we didn't have time to go into it at the time, and, like, I really need to follow up with her and find mm-hmm. out some more. But she, her short answer was that we're changing. Not so much the food, but we're changing, you know, what like we're... Like tolerance? Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Well, you think about it, though, and you think about, like, I think about what my grandma cooked with, with mm. butter and heavy cream, and there were big meals, and... 
you know, you, you think just safeguard soap. I think about my kids' skin too. Yeah, I go back to lava. And <laughs> you know, I heard something about it. <laughs> but you look at you know how they cooked. And then you look at how we cook and it's, you know, it's smart or it's fat free or it's light and it's changed (laughs) as I point to the smart balance light butter. But you know what I mean? You think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So is What do you call that? Antibiotic um, soap and. Yeah. Yeah. Which antibacterial. Antibacterial, not antibiotic. I knew that didn't sound right. (laughs) Well, and I think about my own children and their skin and I've always had eczema on my hands as a, as a child I had it I had patches here and there and it was bad enough we had to do dermatology my dad was a little itchy you know like once in a while he was a little itchy a little but little he, itchy. Used, he used <laughs> safeguard soap like that's like yeah. putting bleach on your body that let's just drip all the moisture out anyway so he was a little itchy I had eczema and now my kids they're they're not super rashy but they tend to be more you know, once in a while I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got like a crazy pat. But look at that. That's just genetics, you know, mm-hmm. itchy right. kinder than and rashy, you know. Mm-hmm. Sounds like itchy and scratchy. On <laughs> but I can I can see that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I wonder why. Are we adapting to the see, fact that's that the we follow-up have some... question that yeah. I don't get to ask Well, <laughs> stay tuned, no. listeners. Yeah, stay tuned. Some of the next podcasts we will learn. Which leads me now, because we have gone on too long, probably. Which is nothing wrong. We haven't seen each other for a while. It's okay if we get carried away. But we should talk about endorsements. And who wants to go first? I can go first. All right. I wrote them down. Do you want me to give You wrote them down? Uh, Let's just give one for now. My first one is on... The life-changing iPhone, which I was going to do the iPhone because really, I mean, could we have lived without these? No. I, what did we do? Right. I remember, Holly, you took me to Chicago. Like, the first time we got together, mm-hmm. and she had one. I thought she was so cool. and was very jealous. <laughs> anyway, I have one. Woo-hoo. Um, But one of the apps I have, because Joe does not have one, is called Cozy. It's C-O-Z-I. And it's a calendar, shopping list, it's shared between our whole, like, if uh, you can't see, but this is our home thing. We have our own picture. It's like, Ooh. we talk about Erin Condren. This is Erin Condren on your iPhone. So Ooh. I can go to my calendar, and everyone is color-coded. It's like Amelia Today is Blue, and she has preschool. We have. Because I it's, remember you talking about that. Because it syncs with Joe's. So Joe and I had a lot of, well, I wrote it, because I also have a color-coded dry erase, because I'm nutso. But I wrote it's it on there. Well, he didn't see it. It's so lovely. <laughs> you contain your store um, online. Um, but he, I would write it up there, but he wouldn't get the memo to look at the thing. Did you write it on the cozy? Well, no. Well, if I write it on there, then he sees it. And he has an iPhone as well. And he has, he has a droid. So it's cross. Oh. oh. And it also goes on his desktop. So, and then if I have a shopping list, which I'm more of a paper, paper pencil girl. Like Me I too. like to have that. But if he wants something, he adds it to my shopping list. And I can check it on there. So if you forget your list, you tell John to go to the, go on the computer. computer and resend it to you. That's brilliant. Or if that you, yes, really it's, and it, you know what, Parents Magazine was the, where I found it. And then our friend uses it too and really recommended it. So, and it's free. I mean, so you can go. it's been on Real Simple. I'm, I'm downloading it. As oh, speak. yay! <laughs> Sold. Yes, it's been a Real Simple Mashable PC World Today show, the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. It's great. We really. It's a good way for our communication because Joe likes to know what's going on. We don't necessarily talk about what's going on all the time. I just assume he knows that Wednesday is dance. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I okay. recommend C O Z I. Cozy. Very awesome. good. Awesome. Holly? 
All right. So we were talking about cows and calving and all those problems. So mine is the cow cam. Yes. I've seen this. <laughs> you shared it on Facebook. You love the cow cam. We got this. It's been at least five, if not six or seven years ago, because I can remember that when we first got it, um, it's basically just a camera in the barn, and it's hooked up to our TV in the house, and it uses, um, you know, we have, of course, an internet connection in the house, um, but it, we don't have to have it in the barn, because we're only 300 feet from the barn, and this one will go 800 feet. Um, but, you know, you can flip on the TV and see what the cows are doing. Nobody gets away with anything anymore. Does that mean when your kids are teenagers? I know, right? <laughs> you see everything. <laughs> no, you have to have a Wi-Fi signal that reaches the barn, right? Um, what's the scoop on that? You just have to have... That's a good question. Yeah, you'd have to have a... But okay. this one, it this one, the camera will... Tran, you just It's a transmitter. Okay. So we have this transmitter that hooks up behind the um, TV... Mm-hmm. That we just use our we've got a little TV that sits on the counter in mm-hmm. the in the kitchen mm-hmm. and we use that and then it has the camera out in the barn and feeds the picture back and I can switch it back and forth you know if we want to watch the news or not watch the cows you know what I mean you can switch back and forth and then but you know like in the middle of the night John can go out see oh, what they're doing and there's been so, so nice. many times this winter you know he can kind of keep an eye on her and he knows okay well she's been trying for half an hour we better go do Time something go. yeah and and it lets you like have a little window into their world without walking into the barn where disturbing them. right mm-hmm. you know he might walk out there and then she might start acting different where you know you can kind of watch her and see what's happening so and ours came from <laughs> it was just a website that john started searching and found however many years ago it was called maureen's creations oh i love it <laughs> i know some it's a woman in florida again maureen's a genius i know and <laughs> yes. she you know and i think they've done stuff like that with with horses for years you know what i mean you've yeah. got a little high stakes okay. deal there that would make sense um yeah but a lot of people have cameras in the barns now so but there are a lot of different companies that do that and i'll put a link in my blog to that but um john was just telling me there's some company out of um Chicago, I think that'll do them where they'll transmit up to a mile. So, which is wow. great because our Both barn is too far. Watch. Yeah, right. and that's what Joe's always said. I would love to have it, but I don't. Our barn is at least a mile from our house. Right. So, yeah. So the cow can, it's worth it. Awesome. I like it. <laughs> My endorsement is this pretty book that I brought to share. It is, so I learned about this, I don't know, I think when I was still farm broadcasting, I I don't remember how I learned about it, but I started searching for it, and it's a National Geographic book, and it's called The Farmer and All of Us, and it also features the, you know, So God Made a Farmer, Paul Harvey speech. So it's been done since. Yes. This is brand spanking new. Yes. And so it's just full of, well, it's National Geographic images. I mean, oh, yeah. how much better can you get? They're the best photographers in the world. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> so I encourage you to go and purchase this book. I purchased them on Amazon and because I love Amazon Prime. Yes. You're a big <laughs> How yes. did you live without it? expensive, though. Did you see that? I know, but it's worth it. I saw a thing on um, Slate dot com the other day you could um it would help you decide if, if you would get your money's worth <gasps> see from i Amazon should do that Prime. because i can't decide mm-hmm. if i should do it or not you can link i think you can link your account up to it or something like okay. that and it'll tell you you know if you've ordered enough in the last you know in the course of a sure. year to make up for that so i'm telling you amazon prime amazing <laughs> because i just we had an accident over the weekend not oh. a bad accident thankfully <laughs> Braden. 
No, well, you know, we've got the levy, so it's like this mysterious illusion. And um, May, the Black Lab went over, and of course the river is out of its banks and is frozen. Well, you know, things had started to thaw, and so she was on the backwater and fell through the ice. Oh, my gosh. Luckily, Braden was out working yeah. and, knew you know, and knew it, so he had to put on his waders and go get her. So on Amazon Prime, it arrived yesterday. <laughs> there is a now a wireless dog fence that is very those are going in. Yes. So they can stay like in the barnyard. But the levee is no longer going to be an option, which is good because now they won't smell like dead fish, too, which is also good. So there's that. There's that. You know, it's just the small things, the little things that make a big difference. That's good to know. Yes. So Amazon Prime, it is the place. All right. Well, until we meet again. Adios. Adios, amigos. Jack, can you say bye? Bye. Say bye. Bye. He's got a mouthful. Mouthful of banana bread. Nice.